Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the Lead Wealth Strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody. This is Derek Van Ness again with another episode of the Small Business Big Life Podcast. And I have someone today who really, truly embodies this approach to living life, building a business, finding balance, and creating something that you truly love. His name's Ryan Braves. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, I'm just happy to have him here on the show to tap into his unique experiences and wisdom. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. I've been excited for this one. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Um, So you do a lot of things, uh, Ryan, but I, I want you to just tell the audience real quick, who you are as a human being, what you're up to in the world with business and everything, and uh, maybe where they can find you if they love all the things you're going to share after we talk here. Cool. Yeah, man. So uh, I I think I heard the term a while ago uh, of a serial entrepreneur. So someone that has multiple different areas of interest and pursues different opportunities. So I have a few different businesses, a health and wellness business, uh, coaching and consulting business. I'm also a silent partner in a few different franchise businesses. Um, when I define myself now, I mean, I, I really like to say I'm a husband and a father hmm. that makes money. So um, that's that's kind of you know how I would define myself for sure. Cool. And for people who want to, you know, after we talk about some of this, and I'm sure we'll we'll tap into the husband and father because I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, where can they find out a little bit more? Connect with you online. Short, two really simple, easy places. Uh, first one's the website myascensionbydesign.com. And then uh, people have been kicking my butt to do more social media stuff. So I created a (laughs) private Facebook group called Ascension of the Entrepreneur. So you can just literally find us on Facebook. We'll let you into the group. And the cool part about that is if you have any questions in business, in life, with family, problems, challenges, and wins, bring them to the group and I'll be the one giving the feedback. I'll be, you know, sharing with you my challenges and my wins and the group will chime in too. So it's a pretty cool place. Fantastic, man. I love the power of community. It's really good stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I always like to start off the episode, Ryan, and ask you if you could give one piece of advice based on your journey so far, you know, whether that's the word you live by or something you've learned along the way or something a mentor passed on that's been super useful, what would you share with our listeners? Uh, Two things. One is that you imparted on me, but I'll come to that second. Uh, The first one is don't quit. No, no matter no matter what it is that you're doing that someone's doing, it's going to be hard. It's mm-hmm. going to be really hard, especially in the beginning. And the beginning could mean a month. The beginning could mean a year, or the beginning could mean a decade. It really depends. But if you don't quit and you're in the game, whatever game that is, long enough, you will learn what it takes. You'll fail a ton, but you'll be able to move forward. And then something that has helped me so much because. No matter what business you're in, you're always selling something, whether you're selling yourself, a product or a service. 
And one of the biggest things you said to me is when you have money in the bank, when you actually have money, it builds certainty because then when you have a conversation with someone, you don't need their money. Mm -hmm. You're just literally having a conversation about providing value. And then it goes from just providing value, purely providing value to being in want or need of something that they have. And I'll, I'll tell you for me, like that's the case. And I don't think about the, the transaction anymore. Like I need to do this to pay rent. It's like, I need to provide value to this person and they see that. And then the rest takes care of itself. And I have found that to be a hundred percent true. And it's so hard in the beginning, right? Like a lot of people like, but I got to pay yeah. my rent. I got to survive. I put everything into this business, but yeah, people can, people can feel it. I call it your greed glands swelling up, right? For me, like when that happens, I just lose all my power. I yeah. turn into a salesman instead of someone who's genuinely trying to help. So I, I love you bringing that up and, and truly appreciate that. So let's rewind just a little bit to what you said earlier. Uh, obviously you, you've had different identities in your life and, and you said you've been, you know, a father and husband is kind of your identity right now. Where, where did that come from? I mean, you're deep in the trenches, got multiple businesses, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, what caused you to shift that focus and how's that really impacted your your business life? Yeah. So I don't think it was a conscious thing. Hmm. Part of it wasn't a conscious thing. Prior to having kids, I always saw myself as the provider, right? Because I was always just trying to make money and, and create something or grow something. So I was like, okay, my wife and I, we're going to have kids. She wants to be the stay-at-home mom. Amazing. So she'll take care of the kids. I'll provide. And that's the deal. And that's how, that's okay. literally how, that's actually how I thought it was to be pretty honest with you, like people that I just knew in life, like the, the, the dad, quote unquote, dad, the father was the provider. And then a lot of the times the mother would stay home and take care of the kids. I'm not saying that is the case. It's just what I saw a lot of. Yeah. Um, and then I had my first son and in total transparency, people talk about like the moment they put your child in your arms, everything changed. It actually didn't happen like that for me. Hmm. It took some time, right? Because and this is what just sharing with my wife and other women, they have that bond for 10 months, right? Nine and a half months of the baby growing inside and they feel that baby, they feel that relationship. But I'm just like, my wife's pregnant. It's cool. We can't do like what we used to do. Like can't go where we used to go, but it's cool. I'm going to be a dad. But then when I started to see my child every day, and then in about month three, the first time he actually knew it was me and smiled, that really changed everything for me. Hmm. That was your moment, huh? That was the moment for me because that brought me back to what I did not have growing up in my own life. I grew up with a really rough childhood, alcoholic, drug abusing mother, and a father who was, you know, bipolar, clinical bipolar and depressive disorder and was in and out of prison. So I didn't have any of that. And that moment that I knew he looked at me and, and he depended upon me. Yeah. I wasn't just going to be the breadwinner, but I was going to actually create a, and cultivate a relationship with him. Uh, and from there, that's kind of, you know, the rest so that of was just, just way bigger than business. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I can totally get that. So how has that shifted your approach to building a life, building a business, what you're doing now? I'm really interested in how the personal, because truly when you're a small, small business, so much of how the business goes is how you go right? Mm -hmm. Changes in you are changes in the business. I'm interested to hear, hear a little bit about that and how that maybe what you've drawn from that, that's been useful. 
So obviously with, with, uh, with having family, there's an even bigger responsibility placed on your shoulders. So the, the need and the want to provide at a higher level obviously escalates when you have that. And the more kids you have, the, the more responsibility is, but it's figuring out how to take on that responsibility and be more efficient. So you can actually be a present father and husband. Mm-hmm. Because just working all the time is not serving them, right? Being an absentee father is not serving them later on in life. Like it might be serving them in the moment. Like they have food, they have a house, they can, you know, go where they want to go and whatnot. But later on in life, it's not building any foundation for them. So it's being able to provide financially and figure out how to do that effectively and efficiently as possible. So you can actually be there to create an emotional connection with them. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, it's funny. Uh, my girlfriend and I watched the movie multiplicity last night from the nineties, right? One yeah. of her coworkers told her about it. And the whole point of that movie is he wants more time with his family, right? Yeah. He's working hard. He's making money. The boss is saying, Hey, we need more from you. We can't really pay you that much more. And his wife's getting really frustrated. So he goes and clones himself. Right. Yeah. And then he clones himself again. And it, you know, it turns into a comedy of errors, but I, I think that's a foundational problem that a lot of, a lot of men face, I'm sure women have similar problems of like, obviously they're trying to balance being the mother, but in many cases working and being present and all of that as well. But I think, you know, men, men have a different, uh, cross to bear, so to speak in that regard. Uh, I'm kind of interested, like what, what changes did you make when you saw that happening? A big one, a a huge one team. See, I, I, I use the word team now. I used to use the word employees, mm-hmm. right? So employees were people that I thought would listen to what I said because I paid them mm-hmm. and they're supposed to do what I'm asking them to do as good as I'm telling them to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was terrible. I was a terrible boss, not because I, I ruled with an iron whip or anything like that, but I didn't know how to create a culture. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to create systems or protocols I didn't know how to train and teach someone to do something. So when I verbally told them to do it and then they couldn't regurgitate it back, it created a big problem. Right. And, and then people were leaving or I was firing them because it, it, it wasn't working out, but I was ruining these employees. Right. Right. So, so then that moment I made the change, and again, this wasn't on my own, this was through coaching and mentorship and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I made the change and I started to create a culture mm-hmm. in my businesses. Yeah. Then people started to stick around for a longer period of time. And then we had protocols and procedures and processes. Well, then we were able to actually get them to do the things that I've always been dreaming for them to do. And then I was able to buy back time. Ah, so multiplicity, I, I wasn't able to physically multiply myself, but I'm able to have people do the job that I used to do. I don't have to input stuff onto QuickBooks anymore. I don't have to make copies or go get supplies. So, so that has been a game changer for me is creating a team. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We literally just finished this and this is our, our values for the company and our little slogans that go for them, go with them to help build that culture. And really, you know, we, we created this a while ago, but it's something that I'm like, I need to have this on my desk and my team needs to have this on their desk every day. So we get 
why we're doing what we're doing. Like you said, we really are a team. We are really focused on value and this is how we go about that. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it's huge. And I've kind of had to learn that along the way as well. So very, very cool. And one more thing on that, because I, I was, uh, I had a bunch of franchises with a partner mm-hmm. and it messed me up mentally mm-hmm. because of the way he, I would say led people. Right. And he, he thought people are supposed to do it. They're supposed to show up because you're paying them. And right. that was it. Yeah. And they didn't do the job, fire them and, and also get the most out of them mm-hmm. for the least amount of compensation. Wow. And we were just turning and burning people. And it was so stressful on mine because I was, I was the operating partner. So I had to go look for talent. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I had to quote unquote train talent. And then we couldn't retain anything because he, for, if, if he knew what the, what the average was for, for pay, that's what he would pay. Mm-hmm. and nothing more. Mm-hmm. Right. So now my team is, I don't want to say overpaid, but they're well compensated. And I just put cash in envelopes for all of them. Just, just literally this week. Cause it's the, I call it what, what I say. It's Christmas in August. My birthday's in August. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. So we do that. And then we go on trips together, right. Out to before the world kind of changed a little bit, we went out to California, Southern California, they get Chanel purses and pocketbooks because I appreciate the time they create for me with my family. Yeah. So I'm happy to give that back. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. So, so many things we could talk about there, but I love that you're, you know, I've always thought of employees as an investment, right? I put into them, I help them grow. Yes. They're going to prosper. I'm going to prosper. Everybody wins. They're more capable. They're more fulfilled. They're more powerful. I, I think I learned that. I learned this really cool concept from a friend of mine. He grew up in Japan and I guess this was something he learned there. I don't know if this is a cultural thing, but he said, people do things for three reasons. They do things out of fear, right? Are you going to yell at me? Are you going to fire me? Am I going to lose my job? Can I pay my bills? That kind of stuff. They do things out of duty, which is you pay me a fair wage. I give you a fair, what I consider to be a fair return for that, right? Effort for that. And they do things out of love right? And when they do it out of fear, they do the bare minimum to not get fired, to not get yelled at. When they do it out of duty, they're really trying to keep in, keep in track of score, making sure everything balances. And when they do things out of love, they go above and beyond. They take ownership of the business. You pay them more, but what you get in return is compounded because they really put their heart and soul into it. And, and so I've always taken that to heart and tried to create a culture where people do things out of love. Um, but I've been through all three stages. Like it sounds like you have. Sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah. very, very cool. So what, what are you up to right now? Tell me about your existing business and kind of how you came to this. You've had the franchises, health and wellness business. What are you doing now? And why, why'd you choose what you're doing? Yeah. So there was a, a long period of time before I officially created this business that I was doing coaching and mentorship. So I had a lot of friends that are like, Hey, can you help this person with this? Mm-hmm. Can you help this young doctor with that? And I, and I would do it and, I, and I'd be compensated for it, but I did it very on the, on a one-to-one basis. Right. And then, you know, I have my brick and mortar locations and I was like, okay, I'm growing the family. The number one thing that I want to be able to do for my family is provide an experiential life for my family travel, explore, enjoy life and be with them while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Being inside a brick and mortar location, 
to some extent makes that more challenging. So I said, okay, so how, how can I essentially pivot, not fully, but pivot a little bit where I can create the opportunity where if I wanted to be in Park City, Utah for three months, I can do that. So I said, okay, coaching, mentorship, one-on-one, fantastic. But how can I affect even more people and help more people? Yep. Group yep. coaching. So with the help of mentors and coaches, one of them being you, started to create created a group coaching program. So I created an online academy where people go through and they watch modules. And then we have mastermind phone calls. And then we have experiential events where we get together. It, it kind of reminds me of like the friendship I cultivated with my college buddies. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're always, you know, giving ideas back and forth to one another. And then we take a trip, right? We, we used to call it a boy's trip, but right. now we just, it's, it's a mastermind event or an excursion or a challenge to create the community around three major things, fitness, your health, your family, mm-hmm. and your finances. So, yeah, I feel like if you get those three, right, you're, you're doing pretty well. For sure. um, yeah. So, so very, very cool. So let me ask you this. There's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of guys who do different things. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you've done to kind of either get a niche or carve out a spot. Like who are you really uniquely designed to serve and how has that kind of, kind of worked for you guys? Cause I think that's something that a lot of people forget. They're like, I, I'm a coach. I can coach anybody. Yeah. And it's true. You can, but like, who are you uniquely designed is probably a better question. Like I'm interested in how you came to that. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with that. They think everyone's their client. A thousand percent. So who do I coach me? I coach a slightly younger version, right. Or a sl- someone who is where I just was. Mm-hmm. So I help married businessmen and entrepreneurs who are looking to still grow their business without neglecting their family. Right. With, okay. Without not being around for their wives, not being there to culture, cultivate relationships with their kids. So that that's exact. So it's really funny as I was going through that process of like, okay, who do I really want to work with? Everything I was writing down, it kept coming back to, I was speaking to myself on every single level. It's all the things I wish I would have known when yeah. the things that could have accelerated me, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. I, I totally get that. And I've heard that before that most of us do it. And I find when I write copy or when I'm speaking to people, a lot of times I am speaking to a past version of myself, whether that's correct or accurate or not. Certainly uh, I find myself in that worldview. So it's, it's really interesting for you to hear that. Did you consciously choose that or was, how did you just, how did you figure that out? I, so it's, I I think uh, it's a mutual friend, uh, Peter Scott. Of course, yeah. He kind of took me through this process. He's like, okay, listen, if you could choose who you wanted to work with, like forget about working with them, who would you who would you want to hang out with? And I was like, well, I don't know, people that are like-minded because especially nowadays, the, the, oh. if, you, if you're not on the same page as someone else, it's just a disaster from the get-go. It can be tough. Yeah, and then, it, then number two is like, can you provide them value? And I mean, like really life-changing value. Right. Not can you charge the money and get away yeah. with it, but genuine value. Exactly. Because you could charge people money for anything. You could sell people anything, uh-huh. but like you're, you'll, you'll be a fraud because they'll know that a certain point in, like you don't own it. Mm-hmm. So for me, can I, can I provide a younger me value or someone who's starting a business value or someone who's starting a family value or someone who's 
interrelationship value? And the answer is a thousand percent yes on, on all fronts because really because I've failed and struggled so much <laughs> in each one of those areas that I've, that I've been there. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and that was really the thing for me. Like it was, it was those two, who do I want to hang out with and who can I really help? And that's, yeah. that's how we landed on me. <laughs> that's great. I love it. I love it. So, um, as we kind of start to wrap up here, I, I want to give you, I always like to give people like 30, 60, 90 seconds to say anything you want to say, whether it's related to what we're talking about, could be out in left field. I don't really care. Um, but I'm, I'm interested to hear if, if you could say some words to the listener or, or share with the world, what would you say? Sure. I, I mean, first and foremost, I would say that when starting a business, when starting a family, when starting relationships, it's not as easy as you think it is inside your head when you're starting. And that's okay. So I used to have a really bad relationship with failure. When I would fail or something wouldn't go the way I'd like, I'd be like, oh man, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I just don't have what it takes. And then I started to change my relationship with failure. And it's like, what, what, can, I, what can I learn from this? It's okay to fail. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to fail in all those things. But the thing that helped me when it came to coaching and mentorship and being around like-minded people is you can accelerate time. You can get, you can get a lot further faster if you can lean on someone else or ask someone else, hey, man, listen, I'm struggling with this. Have you ever been through that? And just to have that back and forth conversation, that community, to just feel like that you're a part of something moving in the right direction has been really profound for me. And that's what I try to do every day, whether it's with people that I work with, whether it's with my wife, or whether it's with the relationships that I have with my kids or I'm growing with my kids. And I think just having that type of mindset towards life has been super beneficial. Awesome, man. I I couldn't give any better advice or think of anything better for people to hear. So Really appreciate you, you being here on the show. Remind people one more time, where can they find with, find you or how can they engage with you online and uh, take the next step? Cool, man. I, so I want to say thanks so much for having me, but more importantly, thanks for being there as one of my coaches and one of my mentors. When I have questions about something, like I want to thank you because you've helped me so much. So I really appreciate that and, and just having the opportunity to speak to your listeners. Um, and then two easy ways, again, to reach out to me is my website, myascensionbydesign.com. And then in the private Facebook group, um, it's Ascension of the Entrepreneur. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's been a real pleasure, real fun. I'm sure we could talk for hours, but uh, this is all we got today. So I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Van Ness, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life Movement. 
Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist.